I want to look at one verse, Exodus 13. And in the middle of the narrative of, of going out of Egypt and going towards the Red Sea and in the middle of it, and God is surrounding the people, Midbar, and they went up armed, right? Chapter, verse 14. And then verse 16, uh, sorry, verse 18 is that, right? And then verse 20, and they went from Sukkot and they went to Asam and the, to the Midbar and they went before, right? All that stuff. In the middle of it is this like very interrupted verse. Vayikach Moshe as Atzmos Yosef. Do you see that? Yes. Verse 19. Yeah. And Moses took the bones of Joseph. Yeah. Key. Now we're going to know why. Hajbeya Hijbiya is Ben Israel. He had for surely the emphasis on the swearing. He had made the sons of Israel, Jacob's sons, his brothers, swear. Lamar saying, Pokod Yitko Delohim Eschem. When God surely remembers, so Hajbeya Hijbiya Pokod Yitko. Do you see the double expression? Mm-hmm. It's almost a formulaic verse that was put in by Moshe as he's redacting the whole of the Exodus symphony. He sticks this in out of nowhere. And Moses took the bones of Joseph. We're talking about, you know, strategy in war, and suddenly the focus narrows down to one man and one box of bones. Because he had made them swear. When God remembers you, when he remembers you for what? To take you out of here, right? (laughs) Then take my bones with you from here. It sounds very plausible, because at the end of Genesis, uh, Joseph told his brothers exactly that, right? Please remember me when you get out of here. So the question by the commentators is, why is the, what is this verse doing here? A. B. Why is it Moses? Why not the Bnei Yisrael taking it? He made them swear. Moses wasn't even around. He's a prince of Egypt. <laughs> What's he got to do with Joseph? Why is it Moses that takes it out, right? And why is it my bones? Because, in fact, he was embalmed. And as you know from the British Museum, (laughs) even 2,000 years later, the flesh and skin and hair is pretty much there. So why why would you just want my bones? These are the questions that bother the medrash. So the the first medrash I want to put you, to to show you is, Bameh Zohar Yosef Lezer. Why are we being told this? Why is Joseph, and not anyone else, there were like thousands of people, right? Only a fifth came out of Egypt. Why can't you just put them in the local cemetery? What, is, what was he merited that they would disinter him, and that's a big problem halakhically, and take him all the way to Eretz Israel? So the Medrash says, Lefi she Yosef kovar et oviv. Oh, Joseph asked permission to come out of Egypt, to go all the way to Eretz Israel in order to bury his father in Genesis 50, verse 7. And no one of his brothers superseded him in doing that uh, because he was a viceroy to the king. And so it says, Not only that, he did it with great fanfare, with chariots and charioteers. 
Therefore, Zoha Yosef, it's tit for tat. He buried his father with such fanfare, went all the way to Eretz Israel, to Eretz Canaan. So too, he merited to go from the grave through Moses. Below Ode. And now we get kind of mystical about it. She'im Yaakov Olurak Avdei Paro Vesikne Beso. Who went with him to take his father up to Israel. Pharaoh's watchman, his fifth column, the CIA, right, to make sure he came back, and the Zikne Beso and the elders of the tribe. But with Joseph, Olu Ha'oron, Vahashchina, Vahakoanim, Vahalavim, Kol What a Leviah! He, it's the way, lovely the way Medrash looks at this as a long Leviah. The Shiva Anani Hakovod. So with Joseph was the Ark of the Covenant and the and the glory of God and the priests and the Levites and Israel and the seven the seven uh, pillars of glory. Not only that, as they were going out of Egypt into Eretz Canaan through the Midbar, there were two boxes: the Aaron, right, and Joseph's bones. Aaron Akodesh of the Mishkan and the Yosef's Aaron. And the Arabs and the people were saying, okay, we get it, we get it. They didn't, you, you, they, they didn't have the Ark yet. What? They, they took the... Yeah. Okay, go on. Right. They, right? They, right? In, in the Midbar, they had the Mishkan with the Ark. Well, not until... Right. But so the, so the Goyim are saying, So, what's going on in these boxes? So the answer was, <laughs> It's such a beautiful medrash, imaginatively. The Bala medrash is going, wow, there are two coffins going here. They look like coffins. No, no, no. One's full of, one's with a stiff, and one's with the Lord of Lord of the High of the, the Holy of the Holy of the, the, the one who gives life. The one who gives life is in one box, and the dead mace is in the other box. The Omrulahem. So then the next question, which begs the question, excuse me, why why do you have the, the, the Lord who gives life in one box and a dead stiff in the other? So this was the response. It's such a beautiful idea. This is before halacha, of course, but, it, but the response was, the one who's lying dead in this box kept every letter of the law of the one that was in this box and therefore it's appropriate that they go to journey together <laughs> beautiful madras now the famous um, the famous question how do you how does moses know he's not from that generation they buried him they buried him either in the nile according to one interpretation or in one of the pyramids there was one survivor from that that generation who was Serach Bas Osher, the famous woman in the Rembrandt painting of Jacob blessing his grandsons. There's a woman in the background proving that Rembrandt had access to Midrash. And I think I once told you that in Amsterdam there was a Pirke de Rabeleza translated into Latin. So Rembrandt knew a rabbi in because he was doing the whole Old Testament series and he wanted to get it right. The way Milton wanted to get it right, not just from the church, but also from the rabbinic perspective. So there's Serach Bas Osher in the background of Rembrandt's painting. So she, being the last survivor, you can imagine this painting. Picture 
he goes to this old hag, right? She's right. from another generation. So she says, You should know that they, they made a zinc El Al casket for him. And they, 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 they put it, sunk it in the Nile River. They didn't want any kind of fanfare here. They didn't want people making this into some kind of, you know, pilgrimage of Uman. So Moses stands by the Nile River because he has to fulfill the oath. So he takes a golden plate in which he carves the name of God and throws it into the Nile. And now he proclaims, Yosef ben Yaakov, the time has come for the Rebona Shalom to fulfill his uh, pr- promise to the forefathers to take us out of Egypt. If you want to join us, please come. He's such a halachist, right? And if you don't come, we are patur, we are being absolved from that swear. Miyad tzof Immediately. Immediately, the zinc casket that was heavier than water rises to the surface. Now the Medrash, Bala Medrash says, who's going to believe this? This is just a story. He says, don't be amazed by this story. How is it possible that Sof Aaron Barzel Kaved al he's now, you know, he's, he's a physicist. He's telling you, you know the density of water, you know the density of thing. Don't be amazed that something so dense could just float. Harehu Omev because it says in Malachim base that these miracles occurred. Okay. Now, that's the Chacham. Rabbi Natan says. Wait, it rose up right when they were leaving. It knew, it knew, it knew they were leaving. It was time to rise. Well, Moses had thrown in a magical amulet with God's name on it. I see. And then said. That caused it to rise. Yeah. I see. Rabbi Natan omer bekapitolin. Shel Mitzrayim, in the pyramids of Egypt, Kavrua Bein Amalochim. What are you telling me in the Nile? Every king and every viceroy was put in a pyramid. Don't be so irrational. Well, that Oren then doesn't mean just a casket, but it means in the huge Oren of a pyramid, obviously, because he's quoting that as a proof text. So how does he know which of the pyramids is Yosef's Oren? How would he know where he's buried? So he stands between the two pyramids, and he cries, Yosef, Yosef. He just makes a proclamation. So it starts shaking. The pyramid that he's in. And so wherever, yeah. So he, he's standing between a 12 different mummies, right. and he doesn't know which is our is Yosef's. Right. He doesn't read hieroglyphs, but the one that our Yosef's in starts to tremble. Okay. Now I want to address the other issue, which was, and Joseph had said, Remember, we had this question, why the bones? He's got flesh and blood and dried up skin. He's, he's embalmed. Why the bones? Omar Rabbi Levi. Now, Rabbi Levi's going to bring us a moshal 
the Moshal is very disturbing and very dark and pushes the narrative of the of the shot in a different direction. Right now the narrative is what's the motive of him saying, please get me out of here? I was born in Canaan. Take me back to Canaan. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in a Goisha land, right? Half of Elal's money comes in because of stiffs, right? right. It's a big business. Let's right. get him to Eretz Yisrael. So that's the pshat. And now listen to Rabbi Levi. So a man is curing this Pinot Noir for five years. And you know a Pinot Noir requires a vintner to be so obsessive compulsive. Finally, he has produced the most amazing Pinot in a sherry casket barrel. So Ganovim come in in the middle of the night and steal 20 of these Pinot caskets. For Shosuoso, and they drink it. They don't sell it. It's a Pinot, 2005, Castel. And they drink the bloody thing. Okay. Now he, of course, investigates and gets the police and he shows up and he finds them in their lair with 20 empty caskets, having completely drunk it all. So he says to the following, You drank my people, you drank my wine. Could you please return to me my casks? Meaning, okay, I can't take back the wine. You drank it, right? Could you please give me back the caskets? At least give me back my sherry casks? That's the moshal. What's it got to do with the Atmos Yosef? Vahu nimshal. Let me tell you the nimshal. Yosef is saying to his brothers, back in Genesis, because we're trying to understand why in the middle of this epic tale, we focus down on the promise and Moses fulfilling the promise of the brothers. So this is on his deathbed. He's telling the brothers, Mishchem gonvu echov they stole him from Shechem, put him in a pit, stole him and sold him to Midianites. And they sold him. Okay, so now in the Nimshal, Joseph is the wine and the cask. The body of Joseph is the barrel. The wine in the barrel is Joseph alive. You stole me from Shechem. So when he comes to leave this world, he makes them swear. Excuse me, please. Like the guy says to the thieves. You stole me alive. That's the wine from Shechem. Could you please could you please return my bones to Shechem? The kachnem of es atzmos Yosef Asher helu bnei Yisroim Yisroim kavru b'Shechem. In Joshua 24, we are actually told where he's buried, and the bones of Joseph, which they brought from Mitzrayim, they buried in Shechem. So what has the Balamedrash done? He's done an amazing thing here. He's taken the pasuk from Bereshis, 
He's trying to explain our Pasuk and Shmos. He's taking the Pasuk from Yoshua and the glue by which he brings it together is the Mashal of the Pinot Noir cask. What has happened? The Pshat is, could you please get me out of here? I don't want to be buried in the strange land. Bury me in Eretzisra. Can you please do that? What's he done? He's done it. He's gone darker, as uh, Leonard Cohen would say. You want it darker? I'm going to give it to you darker. You know why I need you to get me out of here? You owe me. You stole me from Shechem. That's where I should have lived, died, and been buried. Now you put me back there. You get me back to Shechem. It is such a dark medrash that that blows you apart because it's I'm trying to explain why does he was embalmed right, he's right. got hair he's got skin right, he's got right. what's the bones about right. oh the bones is the cask it's the residue it's the remnant it's not about his bones it's got nothing to do with his bones it has to do with payback you stole me, as he's telling the Balaf, the Yayin, the Ganovim, right? You gagunvered me. Could you please give me, give me back my, give me, give me back the barrel. Why? Why give me back the barrel? Well, I want to make more Pinot. I, I need the barrels to make wine. At least you don't need that. What do you need for that? Give it to me so I can make more wine. It's bad enough you stole my Pinot. Give me back the casket. Right? Very nice. And the Nimshel is? Gewalt. He has payback after the grave. This is what the darkness of this Balamedrash. He gets payback all the way from Genesis 50 through Exodus 13 all the way to Joshua 24 until he's finally buried in Shechem. That curse, that swearing, that oath that he made them keep is the payback that he wants for the original sale of Joseph. So that the Balamedrash is connected what would be a beautifully pious, very from thing that Moshe does. Oh, in the middle of this whole scene, this epic drama of the Exodus, right? The Cecil B. DeMille's show, the, the scene and the camera focus down on, 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 on Moses, you know, finding, going to Sarah and getting the thing. And oh, what a pious man. And the Balamedrash goes, not so fast. There's something much darker going on. This notion of the betrayal of Joseph that will haunt us through Jewish history, through the through the twelve, the ten Haruge Malthus, the martyrs in the Roman oh, period, yeah, right. through the Crusades, when it's mentioned that it's the sale of Joseph and the mustening, the fact that right to the Nazi period, where we couldn't determine by the Kastner trial, right? Who, where it's black and white and where it's gray, who's mustering, who's turning them into the Nazis, who's deciding who lives and who dies. This kind of sense of betrayal that saturates our history, the sense of betrayal of a brother to a brother that becomes the cause of our downfall and the cause of our continuing suffering in the exile, according to the Arizal, the sale of Mechiras Yosef comes back to haunt us. That is blown away here by the Bala Medrash in what looks like a very innocent and pious act of Moses.